It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So now Posey ranges away and throws it so high. There are some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy. And there's not much in life that's better than that. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. It's a left. Tagging is Bailey. Quan's got it. Here's the throw. And this game is over. The Guardians will... I'm sure have somebody look at it, and now the umpires are going to look at it. They have nothing to lose. Hello there. Welcome back to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Loveman here with Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky. And look at it, those umpires did, and they called Patrick Bailey safe, and the Giants got one of the more improbable walk-off wins of the year against the Cleveland Guardians yesterday. Uh, we are recording this, by the way, on Thursday, September 14th. So obviously we're talking about the Wednesday, September 13th win that the Giants were able to take uh, two of three from the Guardians. That was one of the more surprising wins of the year, it felt like, Shasky. Absolutely. I mean, given that heading into the homestand, it felt like felt like it was over, right? It really did. It felt like it was over, but then you look up and you're like, ah, Colorado, Cleveland. And for them to win a couple of these games in dramatic fashion, it meant a lot. I, I you know, I think we've spent enough time being negative and down in the dumps. You got to give them love when you go five and one on a homestand. You know, I, I thought that that game was over at five one. I went and oh, same I here. At, I was at the O club and I was working out and I'm watching on the TV. I'm at five one. I was so frustrated. I take a hot tub, a sauna. I come out, Bonte goes, they won. I go, no, they didn't. 5-1. I couldn't believe it. No, I was shocked too. So I uh, I was just about to go down for my nap. Uh, so yeah, they're down 5-1. It's like, oh, I can conk out here. They're not going to do anything. I don't need to worry. For whatever reason, I woke up about 20 minutes into my nap, check my phone, and it's game's tied. I'm like, you, you assholes. So I got out of bed, dragged myself to my couch, which is, you know, right, right there. You can kind of see it. And uh, watched the rest of the game. I skewed the nap to watch some Giants baseball and ended up being a very fun game. So, uh, again, great way to finish off the homestand there for the Giants. This is episode uh, 75. Uh, I know you're probably thinking I'm going to go with Barry Zito. That's not where I'm going to go. I'm actually going to go with this one, Shasky. Camilo Duvall. Ooh, that's another good one, actually. Um, but no, I don't like to do jersey numbers. I like to do fun little stat okay, nuggets okay, instead. Okay. Um, but in 350 plate appearances, over 98 career games with the Giants, 
Luis Gonzalez struck out exactly 75 <laughs> times. Adios Pelota or Adios Why Luis Gonzalez. Why bad like that? Oh man, it was it was actually wasn't bad. So that's a 21% strikeout rate, which is slightly below what the major league average was uh last year. So he wasn't horrible striking out, but not enough for the Giants to prevent the Giants from releasing him this week. Uh we remember we thought last year that the Giants had found another kind of gem in the rough there with Luis Gonzalez. He had that really great May. He hit 368, a 910 OPS, 13 RBIs that month. And we're just like, oh man. Farhan's done it again. Uh, yeah, no, it. Uh, he went hit 210 the rest of that season, and it was just the same mistakes every single time. And uh, not a shock that uh, that he's no longer with the team. No, no, it's not a shock. Can I ask you who the top five players are this year for the Giants in terms uh, of games played? Uh, do you already know the answer to that one? Or do you want me to? I do. Do you? Okay. Uh, In terms of games played. All right. So I'm going to go with Wilmer. Do you want an order? I'm going to go in no particular order. No, any order. Any order. Give me any of the top five. All right. uh, Game show music. Uh, Let's see. Wilmer Flores. That's one. Um, Jock Peterson. That's two. He's number five on the list. All right. Patrick Bailey. Nope. Okay. Uh, uh, JD Davis. Yep, number one on the on the entire All team. Right. One hundred and thirty-three um, games played. We'll go with Lamont Wade Jr. Number two, one twenty-two, and there's one more. Uh, let's go with the Casey Schmidt. No, I'm gonna give it to you. It's Michael Conforto. Oh, so in order. From from five to one, Jock Peterson one hundred six, Conforto one eleven, Flores one thirteen, Lamont Wade Jr. one twenty two, JD Davis one thirty three. Now, the reason why I bring this up is because I'm very conflicted. That is who your top five guys are in terms of game played this year. Mm-hmm. Jock's on a one year deal, Conforto's on a one year deal, Flores is on a one year deal. Lamont Wade is older but still under team control. Jay Davis, older, still under some team control. That's not good. I was hoping that there would be one of the youngsters in the mix. And so that's why I feel very conflicted as we talk about them being alive in the playoffs. Like, yeah, I see the merit in chasing the playoffs. But it's like, if those are your top dogs, I don't know. Am am I wrong for feeling that way? No, I think there's a lot of conflicted emotions that Giants fans are feeling right now. And I kind of want to get into that because I'm glad you bring up the playoff chase because the Giants – they are in the thick of this playoff chase. As of right now, uh, they are a half game behind the Arizona Diamondbacks for that sixth and final wild card spot. The Reds just lost the Detroit Tigers, got mollywopped by them eight to two. So the Giants now have a, a half game lead on the Reds for that first kind of outside looking in spot. So the Giants are actually in it. And yet I was driving home, I'm listening to Steinian Guru. And it's just like there's no there's no excitement for this playoff chase because Giants fans are just kind of rejecting this brand of baseball here. And it's it's a weird, almost kind of moral quandary for Giants fans. Do you want this team to make the playoffs or not? And it really feels like there is a segment of Giants fans out there that just either don't care or almost don't want them to make well, the playoffs. Well, let me okay. So let's go farther down this list, right? Let's I'm gonna give you 15 players, the top 15 players in terms of appearances this year for the Giants. Okay. Tyler Rogers, Camilo mm-hmm. Duvall, Luis Matos, Austin Slater, Bailey, Crawford, Schmidt, Yastremski, Sable, Estrada, Peterson, Conforto, Flores, Wade, JD Davis. 
Who's here in two years? Uh, Luis Matos, Patrick Bailey. I think Tyler Rogers probably stick around for another couple of years. Uh, Doval will be here. Uh, did you say Logan Webb on that one? Nope. Okay. Yeah, Estrada. Because yeah, Tyra. Ooh. Tyra Estrada. That might be interesting. In two two years from now, that might be interesting. I'd, I'll put him as, as a sixty percent, maybe. So I'll go we've got that. four players essentially out of your top fifteen that we think maybe should be could be on this team a couple years from now. That right there is why Giants fans are lukewarm on what we're seeing. Like, yeah, I, I, to me that I think that's a clear indication. This thing that we root for laundry. Okay, to a degree, when you're outstanding and you're so excellent, mm-hmm. winning 107, we'll root for laundry, but you still had Posey and you still had Crawford and you still had Brandon Belt and you still had guys that we cared about, at least to some degree. I just don't see that with the current bunch. And if you told me Luis Matos, and I like Matos, but if you told yeah. me he doesn't pan out a couple years from now, would you be that surprised? No. And part of it is, well, part of it is just because I'm, when it comes to Giants prospects panning out, the history has kind of taught me to believe that it's probably not going to happen, especially when it comes to outfielders. Uh, but as I've said before, I do think Matos is the best outfield prospect to come out of this farm system, in, at least in my lifetime, uh, which I think is more an indictment on just how bad it's really been. But yeah, I think it's a good point there when you talk about why people aren't really jazzed up about this playoff run. It's because there's no one they're really getting jazzed up about. I mean, we talk about who... Who's a guy you can get behind? I mean, I say Logan Webb or Camille Duvall, but if you want a position player, which I know a lot of people like, yeah, you're you're kind of forcing yourself to really get into Patrick Bailey, who's great. I like Bailey a lot. He's going to be a very great asset for this team, I think, for years to come. But he's he's not that dude that Giants fans, I think, are craving for right now. He well, could, and that'd be awesome if he does. I think Matos, maybe he could be that guy. It would be cool. But saying they might be that guy, is not the same as saying they are that guy. Well, we need to be saying they are that guy for us to start caring. And it's just, it's just, you're just not seeing it happen right now. And you're seeing a lot of Giants fans almost to the point where they're rooting against this team making the playoffs. Well, I think that like right now you're, you're competing as Major League Baseball against other sports and content in general, like television in general. Mm-hmm. If you don't have any characters that I have an emotional attachment to, you better have a freaking rock star show. You know, Game yeah. of Thrones killed off all their characters, but you loved all the characters or hated all the characters. I'm looking at even their pitching staff because I think we make a lot about platooning the everyday players. Mm-hmm. What about the pitching staff? It's Logan Webb. It's Alex Cobb. And then it's another faceless, nameless group of guys that are all going to go under 120 innings pitched for the season. Like there's nothing to be attached to outside of Logan Webb, Cobb, Doval, and the pitching staff too. So like, mm-hmm. it's not just the hitters that they're platooning. They I'll also have Harrison in there too. Okay. I want to be optimistic. <laughs> okay. But, but yeah, I, I see what you mean though. Let, let's, let's call it what it is. Like he's pitched four times, five times. Mm-hmm. And one of them was great. The rest have been, yeah, you know, like, let's be real, you know, let's, you got to be honest here. So I, I don't know, Sam, like I, I, I'm looking at this and I'm like, I kind of get why Giants fans are reluctant to embrace this playoff race. Yeah, I think a part of it is, and this is kind of from conversations that I've had with some of my friends who are Giants fans. Yeah, kind of conversations I've seen online. It's almost there's a desire to want to see this team miss the playoffs because that's the only way change will happen. Do you agree with that at all? I don't ever want to root against my team. I know that's the, that's the quandary I'm in right now. 
but at the same time, what would be better for the organization? Like taking a small step back to take a big step forward or to remain status quo and then, you know, limp into the playoffs again, limp, limp into the playoffs as the, the six, seven seeds. And I don't know. Is it worth it almost? Yeah. I, I hear what you mean. I, I'm the same way. Like I don't want to root against the giants right now. I, I want them to make the playoffs. I'm going to root for them to make the playoffs because okay, I do okay. believe that getting guys like Patrick Bailey, Luis Matos, Kyle Harrison, Casey Schmidt, giving them a taste of that playoff atmosphere, I do think it's beneficial for them. I don't think it'll hurt at all. The other thing is, it's just, I just, I just can't find with Emmy as a fan to root against my own team in that situation. Like it's a very unique situation the Giants again are in. You know, I'm, I'm very anti tanking in that sense. I'm always going to root for them to win. And, but it is weird because it's like, if they do win, it does kind of feel like it's going to lock the current situation in place long term, which would be a bad thing. But because usually when you want a, a GM and a manager to get fired, you don't really need to root for them to lose. They're going to do it on their own. It's very rare that we have a situation where you want guys to get fired, even though they're winning, which really just goes to show just the, the bad brand of baseball that we're seeing here. Uh, we had Dave Fleming on the morning roast yesterday. We kind of, you know, postulated this at him as to, you know, why things are going so bad right now and what changes could come. And here is kind of what he had to say, win or lose might happen. Well, I don't think the Giants are going to be, no matter what happens here, I don't think they're going to be delusional about what their strengths and weaknesses okay. are. I do think this, I think this year has been sobering. I think when you talk to Farhan and Gabe, they had higher expectations. They really are disappointed with the way the second half has gone. And, you know, I hope that means some changes need to be made. Uh, you know, I'm not saying firing people, but like, hey, we need to reevaluate how we assess this roster. I think that's, to me, that's a fair takeaway from the last couple months. And so I don't think whatever happens here is going to change that. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. What did you think of the Red Sox firing the GM? Because I, I want to get into something here in a second. In 2018, yeah. the Red Sox won the division for the third consecutive season, and they won the World Series that year. Mm -hmm. The very next year, they were literally nine games over 500, 76 and 67, but they were almost 20 games behind the Yankees in the AL East, and they fired Dave Dombrowski, and they brought in another guy in the fall of 2019 who just got fired. What did, what did you make of just what the Red Sox have done? Because I view the Red Sox as a template for who the Giants should be in the shadow of the Dodgers, the way the Red Sox are in the shadow of the Yankees. Yeah, I see what you mean there. Yeah, Hyambloom, I've he was the guy when he used he came from the Rays. When the Giants moved off of Sabian and Evans, he was actually at the top of my list of guys who I wanted to take over the uh, take over after Brian Sabian. I was very big on Hyambloom because he kind of came. My 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 belief is if you can make the Rays a really good baseball team, you're probably good at your job. So I would like to hire you. The Dodgers figured that out with Andrew Friedman. And I looked at Hyam Bloom. It's like, yeah, it'd be a great guy to get. Giants went with Farhan instead, which is like, hey, I'm on board with that as well. Because Farhan came from that same school thought of really getting into analytically developing through the farm system and getting that intern those internal players uh, up into the big league roster. I think part of it with Bloom, I, I, I call Hyam Bloom Farhan East. Uh, in terms of just they kind of I think their their process is very similar and the success they've had is kind of very similar. With the Red Sox, I feel like Bloom had a kind of a tough situation to dig out of 
Uh, I always say like following up Dave Dombrowski, this is why I would never want the Giants to hire Dave Dombrowski because it's all just build up for one title and then leave a pile of rubble for the next guy to clean up. I think Heim Bloom, he just kind of got screwed over having to clean up the rubble that David Dombrowski usually leaves behind when he leaves organizations. Like they won the World Series, Sam. Like I get what you're saying about David Dombrowski. They won the World Series. And I ask you this. Because I think the Red Sox thinking over the last 20 years has evolved a lot since they started winning World Series. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Okay. Just making the playoffs as one of the low seed wild cards does not mean job retention. Does not mean that it's a job well done, does it? Not, again, context does matter in this context. Nothing exists in a vacuum. The context matters. Uh, That being said, no, in this situation, it's not enough. Okay. So then why do Giants fans accept anything less? Uh, Red Sox I, have the most championships since 2000. Guess who's number two? The Giants. Giants. I hey, you're preaching the choir when I it know, comes I'm just to saying, uh, holding like, standards to a higher level. No, I agree, and I do think that again. And I, I I had a chat with Mark Willard about this yesterday, just kind of in terms of what changes might be made if they make or miss the playoffs. He's under the belief that everyone's coming back. I think that my if I were to put money on it, I think Kapler goes, Farhan stays. That's my guess. If so I had he gets to, to hire another manager. Well, isn't that usually how it works? The manager's the scapegoat, and then if things don't work with the next manager, then everybody goes. So he that's that's what Bruce I think Bochy. is going to happen. Hmm? He pushed out Bruce Bochy. Oh, I think that was I think someone above Farhan, uh, who I don't want to mention right now, <laughs> Larry Bear, uh, who who orchestrated that one there. Um, but no, in this situation, I do think no matter what, you have to have some sort of change. If you're not going to change personnel, that you at least have to change things philosophically, and okay. that's what I don't know if Farhan's capable of doing. Smart people, I believe, are capable of doing that and everyone says Farhan's super smart so I don't changes definitely need to be made as Fleming said I don't think the Giants are going to be like oh we made the playoffs as a sixth seed and got knocked out by the Brewers in the first round everything's going according to plan there's no way you can rationally say that if that does happen oh lordy that 2024 baseball season is going to be very very brutal Uh when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, you are listening to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Lovin and Joe Shassi coming at you every week, whether the Giants are good or bad, talking all things Giants baseball. Make sure you're liking, reviewing, subscribing, sharing, telling everybody about it. All part of the Odyssey Sports Network here at 95.7 The Game. I want to get into just kind of where things really stand now with Farhan, though, uh, and, and just where things are with the Giants overall, because it's just looking at where things are at right now with the Giants. I just find myself asking Chasky, how did it get to this? Like, where did things start to go wrong with this front office? And where do we get to the point where Bruce Jenkins is writing in the San Francisco Chronicle, the five-year plan has failed. I mean, that's for, for Bruce Jenkins to come out in that blatant and to, and to blatantly say like that, that the Giants plan has failed. That's kind of like, you know, they call him the grand sage here for a reason. Bruce Jenkins, he knows what he's talking about in that sense. The fact that he's coming down on Farhan like that kind of, I don't know if surprised me is the right word, but it, it caught my attention a lot. So I don't know, Shesky, if you were to kind of pinpoint 
a when things really started to trouble you or go south. Because I remember we did the intro episode for this podcast last year at the start of the 2022 season. And both you and Mark Willard were very, very high on Farhan at the time. You were incredibly excited about Farhan. How could you not? We just had a 107-win season. A couple months ago, you you were you know putting together a rough draft of, of a potential apology for Farhan. So times have been good with Farhan Zaidi. It's not good enough. But we're, now we're here. Yeah, here we are talking about why you can't get rid, get rid of him. What was that moment, I guess, for you? You know, when When did that moment come into play for you that you wanted Farhan out? Well, I, I think when you look at the totality of 2022, after how bad their their offseason was of 2021, like Buster mm-hmm. retiring and you not parlaying all that success of 107, there was no carryover. Like none. Mm-hmm. None. You know, like the Phillies had a great run last year. And then they went out and what'd they do? They uh, signed Trey Turner. Yeah. Right? No, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I so, absolutely agree with you. I think that and, was, and, and was, Sam, oh, Sam, sorry, yeah, modern sports world. It moves fast. The days of five year rebuilds are freaking absurd. Sports yeah. fans don't have patience for that. You're not the Tampa Bay bucks of the eighties. Like, come on, dude. We are. If you are running one of these teams, they are worth six, seven, eight billion dollars. In the modern sports game, if you're one of the mega franchises, which the Giants are, they are not the Cincinnati Reds. They're a mega market, mega team who has mm-hmm. won championships in recent years. To say that you're just going to kick the tires and put together one and two year t- uh, deals for a bunch of journeymen's, it's like a bunch of band-aids and pretend to compete. Dog, the sports fan is much more discerning with their eye and they're more conflicted when it comes to their viewing habits and their spending habits. They see right through you. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, we wouldn't do this in basketball. We wouldn't do this in football. And we certainly aren't waiting around in baseball anymore. The consumer moves too quick. We're not waiting for a five-year plan. It's a two-year no, plan at minimum. I, I absolutely agree with you. I think that for me, I agree with you. My like, uh-oh, what the heck is going on here moment it did come in 21 when they had that incredible base, that incredible season. And you had two, two free agents that I really wanted the giants to go after that year, Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager, just get one of those guys. But the giants said, well, you know, Hey, we really like what Brandon Crawford did this year. So we're going to bring him back. You know what? I can. Okay. That one, Brandon Crawford giants legend, you know, very big fan favorite here. There's an emotional tie there. Maybe ownership got involved with that one. Realist, I could I could look the other way on that one. I, I may not like it, but you can rationalize both it. the belt and Crawford final deals look really bad. Oh, they, they backfired. They absolutely backfired. Unfortunately, but if you go back to how you were feeling at the end of that 2021 season, it was hard to really make the argument, especially with Buster retiring. I think it was kind of hard to make the argument. Let's just let, let the Brandons go. No, after no, I hear you. So but they look bad. Speaking, and this is the problem with and this is not a problem, but this is kind of the thing with the Giants like emotion emotional attachment has always been a big part of this organization it's why they gave tim Lincecum 34 million dollars after leading the league in losses in in 2012 we get attached to players and we're willing to pay them to hang around and see if they can get back on track but at the same time we're still like there's no love lost for brandon crawford we're frustrated with his performance yes but when he comes to the plate he is routinely getting the loudest ovation every night at oracle park the fans still love him so you know what I can okay that one. The one that's harder for me is at second base. No disrespect to Tyro Estrada. The Giants could have gone out and gotten Marcus Simeon to play second base, and I would absolutely take Simeon over Tyro Estrada right now. You know what the Giants are? You know what the Giants are? They're the Colorado Rockies 
with more one and two year deals for fringe guys making way more money. You like seriously, like, you never want to be like the Colorado Rock. Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're you're not wrong. I, I absolutely agree with you. That's a, that like I, I say it's a horrible comp. Like the comp is good, but it's a horrible team to be compared. That's to. what I'm saying. So yeah, you're absolutely right. So, but yeah, I think that off season. Listen, if, if Brian Sabian was still in charge after that 2021 season, he would have thrown Brinks trucks at guys like Simeon or Seager to or, try and add to this roster. Or traded some of their prospects to bring mm-hmm. in a surefire player. I like, think that's, that's the, the other part. They've been gun shy. Like, okay, we saw Wade Meckler. Come on. Yeah. Well, Wade Meckler, that... I I like Meckler a lot. I was rooting for him. Uh, it's it's clear that he was absolutely overmatched. I don't know why the Giants promoted him like they did. It felt like a panic move, and it turned out yes, it was a panic move, and it really I think has backfired on them in a very negative way. And but so yeah, I agree with you there. But yeah, that that off season you look back on, yeah, they could have made trades. I don't think their farm system was that great back then. Uh, I think I still don't like, think it's that great. It's better now, but oh, great. To what it you've was. Had five years, you've traded away no one, and it's slightly better. That job well done. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, yeah, I'm not, no, I'm not saying it's great. I'm saying it's better. But again, there's there's context there. You know, like it was here and now it's here, even Bro, though we wanted to be up here. Is there anyone in the Giants organization right now who is untradeable for someone like Dylan Cruz, who went in the top uh, uh, of the draft? I think he went number two overall to the Nationals. Would you trade? Like right now, I'm willing to bet right now, Dylan Cruz will be better than anyone, anyone in the Giants organization. Dylan Cruz has played a month. He's played a month in single A, for Christ's sake. That's how bad it is. Like, let's come on, Sam. I don't care about my rankings anymore. I'm watching these guys. I like Luis Matos. Okay, I do. I really mm-hmm. do. He needs to hit the weights. It's so clear. Like, and even on his high end, he's a on his high end, maybe a 275 hitter, maybe 15 home runs. If all goes well, like look around the bigs. Look what Car- Corbin Carroll's doing. He doesn't yeah. have blazing, blazing, blazing speed like that. Like, I, I just I feel like Luciano's the premier to- guy in your system. Yeah, like Marco Luciano, I feel like it's supposed to be that guy, but like we're not seeing it. It's just he's not at the big league level because they, for some reason, want to keep him buried in AAA. I, I, I don't get that. And it's at the point where I think the, the moment for me, I mean, again, the 21 seat, that offseason 21, that was a red flag for me. But it's like, you know what? I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. They, they figure out a way to turn water into wine. So, you know what? Let's see if they could do it again. When things didn't go well in 22, you could say maybe that was the fluke year. This year, though, it was for me. At the deadline, when when Farhan said we like our pitching depth, that's when it really started to hit home. Like yeah, this thing, it's it, this is off the rails. This is going nowhere. And now you're at a situation where what's really troubling and why I think you are going to see massive changes is they are having serious communication breakdowns. You got Ross Stripling talking about being on the Phantom IL. He doesn't know when he's going to pitch next. Sean Manaya, he doesn't know, and that's not even the first communication breakdown with Ross Stripling. Remember a couple of weeks ago, Gabe Kapler's like, yeah, Ross is dealing with a back issue. And then they go and meet with Ross afterwards and like, yeah, you got a back issue. And Ross is like, wow, I kind of wish Gabe told me about that before he, uh, he said that to you. Like this is an organization that prides itself on communication and they're having serious communication breakdowns right now. Like the one thing you can hang your hat on, you're not doing that anymore. So it's almost at the point where, where do things go wrong to the point where can it be salvaged? I don't think any of this is salvageable at this point. In the last four years, let, let's rattle off the big time trades that have been on the table. Juan Soto. They didn't have enough for him. Okay. I, I just, but I mean, that that's okay. still a failure let's, in let's, its own right. Okay. Juan Soto. Luis Arias, 
Francisco Lindor, Mookie Betts, Matt Olson. Like, you don't have to just draft people. You don't have to just go through free agency. Like, I listed five guys off the top of my head who you could have traded for in a heartbeat. Am I wrong? Yeah. No, I mean, again, we, we do remember oh, they were been the best player on. They your were team. in on Sean Murphy, and they didn't want to move off Kyle Harrison. Oh, they're always again, in on everyone. There you and go. Then they and settle for garbage. Exactly. I mean, that's that more and less is part of the whole system. So yeah, hey, you struck out on Aaron Judge. Here's a Mitch Haniger. Yeah, I mean that was, and that and that's just kind of that's the theme of this organization right now. Like that's why I that's unacceptable. Like, point, you can't sit here and expect things to to, to stay the same at this point, and if. If they do make the playoffs and everything comes back, same old honky dory, we're going to run it back and do 2023 all over again. Honestly, if you're Giants fans, if you don't want to show up, if you if you're that mad and you're out, I can't I can't hold that against you. Like you have a right to because it's been so obvious that Giants fans reject how this team is constructed and you cannot as a businessman, Larry Bear and Greg Johnston, they are still savvy businessmen. When they see what these seats are going to look like, especially that last weekend when the Dodgers are in town, I expect three sellouts that weekend. They will not be orange sellouts. When that happens, we talk about rock bottom. When all of the outfield is in that Pantone 244 color, that's a rock bottom moment. And if things don't change after that, Giants fans, you have every right to be absolutely furious. So, yeah, it's it almost feels like the, the front office has not just reached the point of no return. They have blown by that point of no return. To the point where, yeah, if, if nothing changes, it's God forbid they nothing changes and they extend them. Like, my God, this could drag on way longer than I think any, even the most cynical Giants fan expected. What, what, what are the top teams in baseball right now? What do they excel at? Just, just traits that they're great at. Clearly developing their own. Mm -hmm. Yes. Identifying superstars. Making mm -hmm. good, shrewd trades. Signing big-time players in free agency. All of them. Those are the three things. Mm -hmm. Or any of those characteristics, anything that Farhan excels at. The only thing I would give Farhan credit is I do think they have been more good than bad at developing players. The fact that I have to qualify in that sense, though, tells you like I'm I'm, I'm trying to answer the question in in, in the most positive way possible. Well, they developed. Uh, again, you're you're looking at the rookie class this year. That's okay, as so good a as couple of months. So Blake Sable, Blake Sable, who has zero position and has hit like eleven or twelve home runs with thirteen yeah. home runs, whatever it is. Wow, I know. Wow. You know what? Hold on to that rookie thought because I want to dive. Wow. A little bit I want to dive a little bit deeper into the rookies. You Will are Blake listening? Sable ever be an everyday player for any team ever? Hold on to that thought. You you're are not allowed to, to put that notch on your belt. You are listening to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Loveman and Joe Shassi coming at you every week with all the best Giants content. Make sure you're liking, reviewing, subscribing, sharing, all that fun stuff. As uh, right now, the Mets and Diamondbacks are tied in a, in a scoreless tie in the bottom of the second inning. We're scoreboard watching, folks. Uh, again, Odyssey Sports Network here at 95 Sound the Game. Shasky, uh, since we're talking about the rookies, you said something to me uh, the other day. Basically, you said that uh, we're overvaluing the rookies this year. Um you want to maybe expand on kind of what you, you mean in terms of just how we're overvaluing the rookies? I'm so starving for an outfielder who's just competent from our own system, who's mm -hmm. under 25 years old, that I'm out here caping up for Luis Matos as much as I can. Yeah. And the guy's a light hitting defense first, uh, missed the cutoff every single time center fielder. 
right? He's got above average speed. I wouldn't say plus plus speed. He's got below average power. I mean, that's being, you know, fair below average contact skills. He takes a good at bat. Yeah. But like, come on. You ever see this guy being an all-star in center field? I do not. I mean, right now, no, probably not. And this is where I know I just said the right. one thing. Bailey is a defensive first guy. I can see him being a gold glover. He's going to be a middle of the road hitting catcher when it's all said and done, which is I can good. See Patrick, Patrick Bailey right now could probably be an everybody gets one all star. You know, the Giants are in the midst of a 94 loss season, but they need to send somebody. So, yeah, let's send Patrick Bailey. Yeah, will he be one be of better those. than Will Smith. Sorry. Well, uh, Bailey better than Will Smith. Oh, the, the catch. I was thinking of the, the closer. It's like, that's a tough. Right now, probably not, okay. um, if we're okay. being that that honest. And that's just, and I know I said a minute ago that the Giants, the one thing they could probably say they have is development. The development in the minors, it's it's. I, I'll give it a passing grade. It's If it's pass-fail, I'll give them a pass. Uh, the major league development, though, the, the, major league, the development at the major league level, though, you got these guys rising through the system, and then they get out here, and they completely stall. Has Casey Schmidt gotten better since he no. arrived at the big league level? Patrick Bailey seems no. to have kind of stalled out a little bit. Luis Matos, the one thing he has going for him is youth. I still feel very high about Matos overall. I, I like him. I think but there I'm is a good real. baseball player in there. The problem is he needs better coaching. That's the issue. I don't see these. This is not a coaching staff. All 50,000 guys on this coaching staff, analysts and Atkin, I don't see them making these young yeah. guys better. They lead baseball in errors. The team that doesn't pitch, that boots the ball and doesn't hit. And we're out here like, man, you got to make the playoffs because they're slightly better at developing. Go far on. Like, what are we talking about? What we're talking about right now is an organization that just doesn't seem to want to accept reality that it needs a massive house cleaning. That's they're the we're Atlanta at Hawks right after they got rid of everyone good that you knew of. They're just boring. They're just they there. They really are. No, They're that's, just that's, there. It's a, it's a really sad situation that we're in right now, and it's and it's really going to start having a negative effect on the future, and that is why I think we are overvaluing these rookies is because I still think these guys are good. I think there is a good baseball player in Patrick Bailey. I think there is a good baseball player in Luis Matos. I think there is a good setup potential in Ryan Walker. I am still very high on these rookies. They're being horrifically used. They're being horrifically coached. Like, if you get a real co a real coaching staff and a real manage general manager in on this team, I think you have tools here. What is and, that? And a real, you have so Farhan's going to hire a real old school manager. Farhan well, no, you, need, is. You, need, you need the real general manager too. This is why I need a full house cleaning. And this is why if the Giants do just kind of do a half house cleaning, I'm not going to feel better about this team going into 2024. That's the situation the Giants are in right now. Like, I, I do want to believe in these rookies. I do think that there are good baseball players here, but when they're horrifically utilized, when they are not given consistent roles, when they are yanked because there's a righty coming up and, oh, we can't let Luis Matos face righties. He has plenty of time to face righties. Like, that's why you start to see these guys stall out. And the one thing a month ago that you had going for you was you had a crop of young guys that you could say, well, you know what? Thank God for Patrick Bailey. Remember, the unofficial motto of the 2023 season. Thank God for Patrick Bailey. You can't do that anymore because the way you develop these guys, the way you coach these guys is piss poor. And now we're shocked that you have all of them are just, I mean, Matos is hitting well this month, but the reason people like aren't feeling that you're probably not feeling that up about these guys. I just, they're, they're, they're not being put in the situation to succeed. And yeah. as long as the philosophy of this, of this organization is what it is, this is what's going to happen. You know, Matos, maybe in five years, the giants let them go. 
because they just saw oh, it's just not happening. And he goes on to another organization and then turns into an all-star. Would you be shocked if that happened? Yes, yes. I would be shocked okay. if he became an all-star. Yes. For another because team? I, what? If he went to another team and became an all-star? Just I, him as an all-star anywhere, giants anywhere. Like, yes, because I'm surprised we, you like, making the all-star games hard. Like that's the thing I think we have to recognize. Number two, like it's loaded. So he's going to be better than Corbin Carroll at some point or Mookie Betts. Cause those guys are locking up positions in the outfield for the foreseeable yeah. future. Right. Just that's two guys, two guys out of your outfield for all-star games. Just chalk them up for the next five years. Right. Yeah. So I mean, well, I mean it, it, if there's any, hope like, for Sam, these- Sam, this is where I go. You've seen Matos. Even Harrison to a degree, and I'm excited for Harrison, Luis uh, Luciano. They're all underwhelming. Luciano is going to be 23 next year. He has had a week worth of at bats at 23 years old. I mean, is that just because the Giants just aren't giving him the the shot that he deserves? I, don't I mean, know. they're they're locking him up in the minors. That great. I don't he's know. got Marco Luciano has I the Trey Lance know. syndrome. We're like, we just we haven't seen enough to really be able to to make that determination. I mean, we I, we we know more about what Trey Lance is like as a quarterback than we do Marco Luciano as a baseball player. We don't know jack about who Trey Lance as a quarterback. If and I took why, over this I, organization, I, I would honest to God, I would trade everything and anything and gut the entire thing and rip it right down to the studs. We would be. Off, I'm talking awful. We'd win 40 games like the Royals and the A's are this year, and then I would get one of the top picks, and I would rebuild my entire farm system. That's see, what I, I would, would do. See, I'm 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 always anti-tanking in baseball. I think it's pointless and, and a waste of time. And I think Giants fans would, would start in center field right now. Dylan Cruz, who was the number two overall pick, would have started in center field today if you're bringing Wade Meckler up today, and he would have had more juice than anyone on the Giants. You see, you mentioned a little while ago that, you know, the, the Giants are a major market team. Major market teams aren't supposed to have to tank like that. Like, I think it would be an absolute. I just say this people are rejecting this brand of Giants baseball. I'll say this at least they're trying, they're failing. I get that. But no, I, I, I if the Giants aren't trying, then I'm not buying. That's the, that's for me as a fan. I know you, you, you and I disagree on the you whole nobility take, of trying. You had, okay. You've tried for five years. And you've been a loser five out of and the last. That's why year. instead of tanking, I would rather just have someone else come in and have them try. <laughs> you could Shasky, this team won three World Series champions ch- championships. They never held a pick higher than Buster Posey at five to make that happen. Yeah, Don't the sit there and changed. say you have to tank. The no, there is, the Orioles tank because they have to. There is no other way for the Orioles to get good players. How's that working tanking. out? How's that working out? Okay. How's, how the, how's that? How many players from the Orioles are going to be there in six years? The Orioles are not going to be able to hold on to any of those guys because that's what they do. They are a small market team with a small budget. The only way they can get good players is by tanking. Great, I, you're going to get I six years and have... maybe one fun, one or two fun playoff runs. I want sustainability with the Giants. They're the most they fun team in baseball outside of the Braves. But they Gunner can hold on to the a the one Gunner Henderson at bat is more is more exciting than anything any of the Giants rookies have done all year. Okay, and that's great. And once upon a time, the Giants were able to draft really talented players too without needing to tank. You don't need to tank to get to where you need to go. Would the Dodgers ever tank? Yeah. So they, why is it okay for the Giants to tank, but not the Do- like Dodgers? No, are, no, the Dodgers aren't going to tank. I don't want to see the Giants tank. It's that simple. I like it's just, I, I think you're 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 so worried about like public view of winning four games. Who cares if you win forty? You got to take a final step back, gut the damn. I, I don't think you need to embarrass yourself to make it happen, though. 
I would much rather watch Wade Meckler struggle all year than ever watch another bat from, from Yastrzemski and Hanniger and Conforto. Yes, I'm sorry. I would much rather watch that. I don't need to see Wilmer Flores be my back-to-back Willie McCovey Award winner wasting spots for anyone else in the infield. Like anyone. Wilmer can't field. He can't bend over. And he's having a great year at the plate. I get it. But yes, I would rather watch Casey Schmidt and Wade Meckler struggler than than watch guys I have zero. Wilmer, I have zero emotional attachment to. And he's having a great year. And I have, I don't care. I just don't. It is the Jeremy season. I would rather see Kelly. I agree with you there. I would rather see the young guys go all year long. I don't think that would, see, that's, that's different. Playing the young guys and losing games because you're playing all of your young guys, that's different than just straight up tanking because you got to get that number one pick. Losing because you're developing guys is not the same as losing because you want that number one pick. So I, I differentiate the two. And I think if, if back in August, they said, screw it, we're going to play the young guys the whole way, the rest of the way, we're going to unload all of our veterans at the trade deadline. I don't think, would they be in the playoff hunt? No. I don't think they would be on like a tanking trajectory though. Like the, the winning percentage would not be a 120 loss pace winning percentage. Sam. I think if you truly did give these guys a real run, they would eventually start to develop and play a little bit better because they would be getting those reps and getting that confidence and getting into those situations that by and large, this coaching staff refuses to put them into. My dog, Leo, could win 70 games as the GM of the Giants right now. Just doing paw up, paw down on decisions of who should play, who shouldn't. You, Are you said, available? Have you seen the Royals roster? They have one guy anyone knows. One guy, and that's the catcher. Bobby Wood Jr. everybody loves, but he's really, really young. Like, one guy. And they're going to win 50, 60 games. I die. And everyone will trade the entire Giants farm for Bobby Wood Jr. Everyone would. Everyone would. And they're going to get another top one guy, year, and they're going to be good eventually. Eventually, but again, it's not it. The thing about the Roy- the Royals, it's going to be what they were in 2015. You have that one good year, maybe you win it all, and then you're back to where you're at now. Those are small market moves. The Giants need to stop thinking like a small market team and be the big boy market team that they are meant to be. And that has always been the biggest thing about Farhan. Eventually, you would thought think that he would turn this into a big market team. He's not. We know who he is. Time to move on to the next guy who will actually want to put a winner on the field and will not be afraid to adjust his philosophies in order to make that happen. And that is why we're at right now with the Giants. They are so hell-bent on being, oh, we're going to show them. We're going to reinvent baseball, and we're going to be super smart, and everyone's going to be wishing they're they were not smart. No, you're not that. You're not yeah, that at not all. So you know what? Get out of town. I'll say this. Whoever does take over for Farhan and Gabe, I do think they're going to be inheriting a, a slightly better situation than what Farhan and Gabe did inherit when they got here. It's not saying much, but I don't know. I, I don't know who the right hire is. I don't know if you'd ask me, well, if not these two, then who? I, I can't answer that question. Sure, maybe give me a, a, a weekend or two to really hunker down. I'm not going to do that, though. Maybe I can give you an answer. I do believe that if they can get the right people in here, this is this team is not as far away from getting back to the top of the National League as we maybe might think right now. I know that you're you're laughing at me right now. Maybe I sound crazy. You make a couple good moves, make a couple good trades. You could turn these things around fast. In 2008, in the in in, in August of 2008, if I said, "Hey, in two and a half years, we're going to be at a World Series parade," you'd look at me like I'm crazy. These things can turn around fast. All you have to do is be able to be smart enough to make the right moves. The first move that the Giants need to be smart enough to make is removing the people in charge right now. That's that's it's that simple. Then hopefully bring people in who can actually 
turn these rookies into good baseball players instead of just letting them fester on the vine like they're doing right now. Fair enough. I, I just think that all the guys this guy's picking are, are are just overrated. I think we've overrated a lot of these guys. Uh, I want I them to be good. Sam, I, I want them to be good. They're not. Oh, I do too. And I do think – I just – I think they can still get there. You, I'm not giving you've up on all these Harrison. guys after one year. Look at, look, at, look at look. Be realistic with yourself. You've seen Harrison. You've seen him. Now, no one's saying that he can't get better over the next couple of years. Does he look like the number one pitching prospect coming out of the minors as, as a lefty? Do, like, honestly, does it does it look like that? I mean, did Tim Lincecum always look like the number one pitching prospect when he came up? He had ups and I downs take as well. my eyes off him. What are we talking well, about? His first full season, he was the Cy Young Award winner. Maybe I'm talking maybe about his rookie year. He had he had his bumps and bruises his rookie year. He had a he 40 RA his rookie year. It happens. Guys, they're, we're talking about guys who are 21, 22, 23 years old. These guys are not lost causes. No, I'm that's not saying, I'm saying that. I'm not saying that. Yeah, I'm saying that's what. They, this guy was rated the number one left-handed pitching prospect in all of baseball. And I just, look, he's good. He's really good. He's not the number one left-handed pitching prospect in baseball. I'm sorry. Otherwise, well, I don't need him overrated to be the number one like, I don't need him to be the number one pitching prospect in baseball anymore. What I need him to do is simply get better at pitching at the big league level. Fair and that's enough. not going to happen with this coaching staff. You have got, I, I see where you're at with overvaluing the, I'm rookies. not trying to be I'm a hater. Saying, I like no, him. No, no, no. I absolutely agree with what you're saying. Like they've been overvalued this year. I think it's because of bad coaching. And I think if you get okay. a better coaching staff in here, these guys are still young enough where you can still get great careers out of these guys. Are is there, is there a bunch of hall of famers there? Probably not. That's unrealistic. To even that's an unrealistic expectation. <laughs> anyway, all-star appearance, like forget, forget all. Is there a all-star anywhere in the system? I think it's early enough to where you could still probably scrounge some all-stars out of here. It's early enough in their career. You can't write these guys off after a few months of their career. Shask, especially when they're this young, I'm not, they that's have, not what I'm doing. I know That's they're still. I'm, I'm okay. I guess what I'm trying to say is despite they're not all going to hit, but despite how bad things are right now, I'm not willing to give up yet on the future of their last of two All Star appearances were from the Bobby Evans era, Logan Webb yeah. and Camilo Duvall. Yeah. Well, again, it's. I still think there's time to turn these rookies around. We'll have to see. And again. It all depends on whether or not the Giants, Giants are willing to make the moves that they need to make. So, uh, again, they are still in the playoff hunt, uh, and uh, that that may or may not matter. So, um, next week, we'll talk about a team that a uh, big series against Arizona next week after they, take, after they go to Colorado here. I think by the time they go to Dodger Stadium next weekend, we'll have a much better beat on whether or not this team will actually make the playoffs or not. Uh, until then, though, uh, this has been Sam Lubman along with Joe Shasky, and we will catch you on the next one.